Well, when you hear those sounds, it is, of course, Q&A on The Voice of the Cape with myself, Muhammad Zain Machida. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And a very, very good evening. Welcome to the program, The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Immediately, our lines are open on 021-442-3530. That's 021-442-3530. Or the very easy way to do it is you simply SMS us your questions. Uh, just type up your question in an SMS and send it to 47. 913 that is 47913 and we will read out that question inshallah well joining us online just fresh uh, returned from hajj alhamdulillah none other than the honorable mufti abdul qadir hussein assalamu alaikum mufti wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh taqabbal allah minna wa minkum jazakallah khair brother muhammad zain barakallah fikum mashallah and how's mufti hajj maqbool and hajj mabrur inshallah amin amin ya rabbal alamin no everything went very very well it was a very easy hajj because the amount of people were less than 2 million so everything went very well, inshallah, Allah, except everybody's hajj, inshallah. Amin, amin, inshallah. Well, we go straight into our very first question this evening. Uh, Mufti, it says, can one perform the udhiyya sacrifice on behalf of a deceased father? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. When a person has passed on, then we don't call that a Udhiya or a Qurbani. We call that Isalu Sawab, which means that we are transferring the reward of sacrificing that animal to that person. So this can be done any time of the year. Today, tomorrow, a person sacrifices a goat, a sheep, and says the reward must go to the late father or late mother or whoever. So that's totally permissible. And if a person wants to do it during the days of Qurbani, so that is fine. But you don't call it Udhiya. Udhiya is only for loving people. Our number 021-442-3530. Of course, Mohammed Fasikh Peterson is standing by to take your calls. And Nasser Maybuk is uh, making sure that the quality on the technical duties is uh, performed this evening. Now, Mufti, is it okay in Islam to say no? I have relatives and friends that keep that keeps on borrowing money from me, which happens all the time. Is it okay to say no, as they always have the same problem every month? Yes, definitely. You have all the right to say no. <coughs> because they have found a weakness in you, and now they know that they can just rely on you, so that is unfair. Islam says that the person must spend on his wife, on his children, and as the people who are now just sponging on you and making themselves parasites on you, definitely one, two times you tell them no, there will be no sin upon you, and remember then they will not trouble you in future. Shukran indeed, our number 47913, that is our SMS line, 47913. Now Mufti, if I'm unemployed, single with a bond on a house and other living expenses and collected a small retirement policy, do I still have to give away the interest earned on from this particular policy? What you need to do is first make toba and repent because you know taking a bond is not permissible. Then what you must do is this, that you go to the bank and ask them exactly what is the principal amount you owe them and what is the interest amount you owe them. 
So the interest that you receive from your retirement, your annuity, or whatever else it might be, so that interest amount you take and you offset the interest with the bank, so interest for interest, so that will be fine and acceptable. But you cannot use the interest for the capital amount, the principal amount. For that, you must use your halal money and halal funds. Shukran indeed. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Now, are Muslims allowed to keep dogs inside their houses, Mufti? If it is for security purposes, so it will be outside. Sometimes they might come inside as well. So then it will be permissible, but you must remember, according to the Shafi'is, they are very strict on this issue. The Shafi'i ulama and scholars say a dog is najasul ayn, meaning that any part the dog is going to touch, then that portion has to be washed. So the best is, if you are keeping a dog for security purposes, then best is leave it outside and don't allow it inside. But if it comes inside and it touches here and they just wash their portions there properly, and according to Hanafi, and others that you can keep the dog for hunting for hunting purposes or security purposes but remember that according to all the scholars no one can keep a muslim is not allowed to keep a dog as a pet or just you tell you no i love this dog you know because it will now here yeah, i take it for a walk and all these type of things so all that will not be permissible or acceptable in islam shikran indeed next question it says uh, salam mufti hajj makbul and hajj mabrur inshallah can mufti please explain why we cannot use the products from the dead sea almighty allah azza wa jalla tells us in a noble quran the famous surah to you my dear brother dear sister and jazakallah khairan for all the duas see my brother you know the surah suratul fil alam fil ask any brother any sister ask yourself if you've been for hajj you know from makkah you come to mina then from Mina, the next place is Muzdalifa. You drive the BMW M3. So the M3 constitutes the haram. Makkah is haram. Mina is haram. And Muzdalifa is haram. Arafat is out of the haram. Arafat is not part of the haram. Now between Mina and Muzdalifa, even today, you will see they got the board there, Mina and Zier, Nihaya to Mina. And then there is like a no man's land, and then they got their bidaya to Muzdalifa. Muzdalifa starts here. Now what is that portion in between? That is Wadi and Muhassar. That is where all might Allah send the Ababil, the birds, and they crushed Abraha and his elephants and everything. When Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad came past there, he said, we must go quickly past here, because Allah's punishment descended there. Similarly, in Sahih Muslim, it is mentioned when Mustafa sallallahu went to Tabuk in the ninth year of the Hijrah, it was the month of Rajab, and they passed Madaina Salih, the city and the place of Nabi Salih alayhi salam, where Allah's punishment came. So there, some Sahaba had cooked some meals and food and so forth. Nabi alayhi salam said, No, don't eat anything here, don't use anything here. So it shows the places where we are 100% sure Allah's wrath, punishment, <coughs> chastisement came, so we should not be using things from that place. So the people of Lut alayhi salam, the Quran tells us, Allah ta'ala punished them, and it became, this is the miracle of Quran, the lowest portion as far as altitude goes in the world, you will find it al 
Bahrul Mayyid, the Dead Sea. So therefore, we should not be using these products. And from a political perspective, why should we use this and enrich our enemies who are now torturing our people in the land of Palestine? Shukran, indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein live on the line from Johannesburg. Uh, you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913. That is 47913. Or you can simply phone us uh, with your questions on 021 Next question, Mufti. It says, what does Islam and the Quran say about mermaids? Because very recently, documentaries have shown that they found similar beings that looks like mermaids. But we'll get a comment from Mufti after this. Welcome back. Here, taking your calls on 021-442-3530. And of course, the easy way to do it is simply SMS us your questions to 47913. The question we posed, Mufti, before the break was regarding mermaids. What does Islam say about mermaids? Because recently they found, they made a documentary and found some footage that could possibly be a mermaid, Mufti. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla is the only creator and therefore Almighty Allah teaches us in the Noble Quran that never can any creation, even if they all come together, create even one single fly. But to discover things, that will continue all the time. So human beings did not know of so many creation, and then somebody discovered it. In Ramadan, I was there in New Zealand, and they took us to one cave. And subhanallah, you go right inside the cave. It is so dark there inside, and then they show you the glow worm. Suddenly, the worms are shining there inside the darkness of the cave. So this was now discovered in the past one, two centuries. So similarly, when you speak of mermaids, you speak of other creation, we accept it. We have no problem with it in the light of Quran and Sunnah. So the seven heavens and the earth, they all are singing the praises of Almighty Allah and whatever is there inside. Every creation of Almighty Allah is glorifying the name of Allah and saying, Subhanallah, Bihamdihi. But you, human being, you don't understand their tasbih. So if they discovered mermaids, other creations, so alhamdulillah, human being keeps on discovering, and then we should come closer and nearer to the Creator after discovering the makhluk, the creation. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next question. It says, after the tawaf of Wida, do you turn or face the Kaaba when you leave, Mufti? When you are finished with Tawaful Wida, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, La yanfiranna ahadun minkum hatta yakuna akhir ahadi bil bayt. That should be your last action. And thereafter you read your two rakat salat. And then you are facing the baytullah, make your final dua. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiw alim. Ya Allah, this umrah, this hajj, all the ibadat we have performed, accept it. And beg Almighty Allah for returning to the baytullah. Allah and to the holy lands and holy places, Makkah, Mukarramah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifah, Medina, Munawwara. So yes, to look at the Baytullah and make dua and then leave with tears in the eyes is a good, good sign. Shukran indeed, Mufti. And next question, it says, at our masjid, alhamdulillah, we have wonderful committee uh, working together. We've got a soup kitchen that is ran, uh, run by the ladies. However, is it permissible for the men to just come in and assist the ladies now and then in the kitchen because the pots are extremely heavy as far as possible? We try to separate the women from the men, Mufti. 
What they should do is this, that the men should come in first and set everything up first, and then the women can just come and just cook. Not that while the women are cooking, then the men come and all these things there, because, you know, many a time, Allah says, varam down the kitchen, you know, so the sleeves will be up and a lot of things of the women, so then to see the hand and arm and all this type of thing, that would not be right. So what they should do is just make a time, the men come, set everything up, and then the women come and after that and they just cook others and the men will eat everything again. <laughs> Inshallah. Shukran, Eddie. Mufti, our number 479 or phone us direct on 021-423-530. Now, Mufti, I'm unable to support my half-sisters due to my uh, mom's medical bills. Uh, am I sinful? My sister refused to work or get a job. Remember, in a case like that, where you are supporting your mother, and therefore you cannot support your sister, so there is no sin upon you. You have to work on the principle of al-aqrab al-aqrab, who is the nearest to you, so your mother's rights are more upon you compared to your sister. However, what you should do is this, if your sister does not have any income, then there are many, many organizations that are giving out zakat to many businesses, then you can arrange some zakat or some funds for her like that, and that could be then given to her monthly or weekly, whatever is suitable, convenient for her. Inshallah. Another question regarding the, the uh, tawafal wida, Mufti. It says, uh, can Mufti please tell me, once you have made your tawafal wida, are you not allowed to go back uh, to the haram even if the waqt for a, uh, for a salah is in, Mufti? No, that's fine. You can do that. Remember, some people take the literal meaning that after tawaful wida, then you can't even read the salat. There is not so. The meaning of the hadith and what the fuqaha and the jurors have said is this. Try and make tawaful wida your last action. Let's take an example. A person made tawaful wida about three, half past three, and by the time he finished was four o'clock, and now azan goes for asr salat. So must this person now just go away and read his salat outside and not in the haram? No. You read your salat in the haram and then you leave, so there's no problem with that. You will not have to repeat your tawaful wida in that instance. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain live on the line from Johannesburg, uh, taking your questions and your calls on 021-442-3530 and of course on the number 47913. You can send us SMSs on 47913. Now Mufti, will a person be forgiven for major sins is there a dua the person wants to know? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla always gives us hope and inspiration. Tell them, O Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad, my servants who have gone beyond the limits, a person has committed all the major crimes, murder, fornication, adultery, alcohol, gambling, drugs. So don't lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a. Verily all, Mighty Allah forgives all the sins. But that person must repent sincerely and make tawbah sincerely. Which dua to read? The dua our spiritual father read. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam tawfil lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin. Read that dua, brother, sister, abundantly. And inshallah, the special mercy of all. Almighty Allah will envelope and encompass the person. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, I recently found out my friend is a lesbian. Is it permissible to remain friends or should we cut all ties and go separate ways? 
What you need to tell that friend of yours is this, whatever she is doing is absolutely haram. If she considers it permissible, then she is out of the fold of Islam. And if she still persists and insists on it, then you must sever all ties with her. Because once they engage in such activity, then they will try and influence you also, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, that you should also experiment with it and try with it. So therefore, you have to sever all ties with such people who are involved in this gay business and labor uh, lesbian business. Shukran uh, Mufti. Now I'm battling to achieve khushu in my salah. I also yawn a lot. I cast the shaitan away constantly in my salah. Is this allowed as this is not part of salah saying a'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim Mufti? What you need to understand brother is open the beginning of surah 23. Surah 23 is surah mu'minun verse 2. All Allah speaks of the true qualities of the true believers. Indeed, the believers are the ones who are successful. That is the foundation. What are their qualities? Surah 23, verses 1 and 2. Now, how do we develop this khushu? We increase the quantity and the quality of salat. And now you keep on yawning and the mind keeps on drifting. There is a shaitan. His name is Khinzab, K-H-I-N-Z-A-B, Khinzab. And this is mentioned in Sahih Muslim. And he comes to blow our fuses and confuse us and make us yawn and so forth. So out of Salat, make dua, Ya Allah, protect me from Khinzab. Ya Allah, protect me. Allahumma inni a'udhu becoming Iblis wa Junudi. Oh Allah, I seek your protection from the Iblis and his army and everyone. And obviously in Salat, when you say Allah Akbar, then Subhanakallahumma inni wajahtu. And thereafter, you read, A'udhu billahi minash shaitani rajeem. So that is the Sunnah method of starting your Salat and your Qirat. Inshallah, we say Jazakallah khair to Mufti. We are going to pay the bills, Inshallah. And very shortly, we will continue with Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. In fact, Mufti will be performing his Maghrib Salat. As, uh, the Waqt of Maghrib has entered in Jobak. So what we're going to do is uh, pay the bills and play you a Qasida. And we will continue with Q&A at about 6.30. Welcome back uh, to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape. We continue now with Q&A. And you can phone us on 021-442-3530. And of course, SMS us on the number 47913. That is 47913. And remember that SMSs are charged at 150. Next question, uh, Mufti. It says, Salam Mufti, if your husband, who is the father of your child, never paid maintenance for him, does he owe the child the money? Obviously, by all Mahdi Allah, Azza wa Jalla, he'll be considered as guilty. All Mahdi Allah states, وَعَلَى الْمَوْلُودِ لَهُ رِزْكُهُنَّ وَكِسْوَتُهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ that it is the duty of the father that he must provide the risk, that is the food, the drinks, the clothing, education, all that is his responsibility. And now if the father did not do that, so definitely he was shirking his responsibility. So either he asks for forgiveness or either he pays back that in some way or the other in the future, because otherwise by all Allah, he will be considered as very guilty for shirking his duties. Shikana Mufti, what do I do with the bones and fat of Qurbani meat as I stay in a flat and do not have uh, a piece of ground where I can bury it? 
If you cannot bury it, then the best is that, you know, you have water there, mashallah, in the ocean, so you can just take it and throw it there. Otherwise, when you go meet your friends and so forth and tell them that they can bury it with you, so that will be the best thing for you to do. And, you know, if you just give it, uh, leave it there, it's not a good thing because what will happen is the dogs or some other animals might come and so forth. So my advice to you is give it to your friends and then they can bury it. That will be easy solution. Now, Mufti, is it permissible to have henna tattoos for men and women? Tattoo is not permissible for anybody in Islam. Authentic hadith in Sahih Muslim. Mustafa said Allah's curse is on a person who does the tattooing and upon whom it is the tattooing is done. So we should not imitate the satanic culture and try and please and appease the shaitan. So remember this whole industry of tattooing is condemned in Islam. If a person who embraces Islam and his body is full of tattoos and so forth, if he can remove it, then he should try and remove all the tattoos. Now Mufti, did Ali ibn Hussein, the Nabi Sallallahu great-grandson, survive Karbala? Remember that in history we find that there are different, different riwayats and different things. So some ulama have written that he did survive because he is buried there in Jordan and those parts of the world. So, but this is history, and we must remember that history is not the proof in Islam. That is the difference between hadith and history. So hadith is a proof because we have chain of transmission. But regarding history, some scholars will say this, some say that. Majority say yes, he did survive Karbala, but remember we can't say 100%. Shukran indeed. Our number 021-442-3530 or you can SMS us on the number 47913. Now Mufti, we are fortunate to have alarm clocks for Salatul Fajr. However, how did the Sahaba um, know when Fajr was in the morning? MashaAllah, Almighty Allah Jalla Wala answers this question in the Noble Quran. Almighty Allah says, eat and drink till you see the whiteness and the blackness, which means the subakazib and the subasadik. You, brother, you, sister, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, whenever you're free, just see what is your sunrise time in Cape Town. I'm not sure now. Maf. <coughs> And that you call a hajj cough, you know, when you come from hajj, mm. you start coughing a little bit. Anyway, I'm very well with Allah's help and your du'as. So when you, when you start see the sunrise time in Cape Town, then you still go backwards one and a half hour or so, and then you look at the horizon, and then you will see how a transformation takes place. And that is how Subha Sadiq enters. Subhanallah, Almighty Allah has made this deen easy for people in the desert, people in the metropolitan area, people on the land, people on the water, sanurihim ayatina fil afaq. I will show them my signs on the horizons, Allah Ta'ala says. Mufti, my husband support his sister. She's working and still depend on him to because she's got three sons and they also don't work. Should he still support her, Mufti? 
No, it is not his responsibility to support his sister when the sister has three sons and they sitting on their laurels and thinking of Hadi. Remember, it's their responsibility to start working and they must support their mother, not sit there as parasites and work, make their mother work. The mother should be at home and the son should be working, not the other way around. So you, brother, you must tell your nephews that what they are doing is totally unacceptable. Next question, Mufti. Mufti, do you have to make uh, iqama if you perform salah alone or perhaps with your wife? Yeah, there are two separate questions. When you are performing salat, I perform salat now with my wife here. So then you give iqama, but the husband, the male, will give the iqama, not the female. Laysa ala nisai adhanun wala iqama, the hadith of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There is no adhan or iqama for the ladies. So when you are making jamaat salat, then the person, they will make iqama. If it's husband, wife, or father, daughter, then the male will give the iqama. That is when you are making with jamaat. And if you are alone, then there's no need for azan, no need for iqama. You just carry on with your salat. It's indeed the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, the program Q&A. Muhammad Zain Machit this side, and of course on the line answering your questions, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Welcome back here to Q&A. We continue taking your calls on 021 and of course your SMS is on the number 47913. Next question, Mufti, it says, I would like to know whether it is still a husband's responsibility to look after his wife, example, buy uh, groceries and clothes, etc., although his wife earns an income which she uses to look after her parents, Mufti? Definitely, it is still the husband's responsibility, even if the wife is a millionaire. And let's say, for example, she came from a very wealthy family and she has millions of rain, still remember the shelter, the food, the clothing, all these expenses must be borne by the husband, whether it is rental, water lights, whether it is the telephone, all these expenses. If the wife wants to help and assist the husband on her own accord, without the husband making big, big eyes at her, or without pressurizing her, then it is permissible. But now the husband tells his wife, oh honey, that you are very rich now, you must pay for the water lights and telephone, you must pay for the food and others, and that. no, you can't impose all that to the wife, that's totally incorrect and unacceptable. Now, Mufti, is it at all possible to perform tawafal ifalda and tawafal wida at the same time? Is it possible? Can Mufti explain? <coughs> yeah, there are two separate issues. We need to understand them properly. When comes the tent of Zilhijjah, that is a time when tawafal ifalda starts. So you can't perform tawafal ifalda, tent, levant, and so forth. And the Shafi say there is no time limit till when you can perform it. The Hanafi say by the 12th, before sunset, the person must be finished with Tawaful Ifada, which the Hanafi is called Tawaful Ziyara. Now, after that, the person is performing Tamattu Hajj, which 90% of the people perform nowadays, then you have to make your Sa'i. Now you still have energy, and now you want to make Tawaful Wida after that, so that is permissible according to the Hanafis, but remember, according to Shafis, that will not be permissible because you still have many actions still left to do. Now, what is happening nowadays is because when people go for Hajj, then they at the airport of Makkah, Mukarramah, Medina, Munawara, they receive some literature in English or Arabic or Urdu and various languages. So there they tell them they can make one tawaf. 
and that will suffice for the tawaful ifada and the tawaful wida. Remember, that is rejected by majority scholars. That is the verdict only of the humble scholars and not of the majority scholars. So therefore, we will not advise people to do so. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next question. Is it permissible for a jamaah to go away for weeks or months in the path of deen and da'wah when there is no nafaka provided for the dependents and families who are left behind at home, Mufti? That is a haram. It's not permissible to do so for a person to leave his wife and children stranded and say Allah will provide and then you go away. You know this ayat was revealed. People from Yemen used to come for hajj. And then they used to go begging around, and they would say, please give us, give, give us food and so forth. All Almighty Allah reprimanded them. What does the word do? Take your food and make your arrangements properly. For inna khayra zadi taqwa, because the best type of provision is taqwa and true piety. We can't say we are going for propagation, or we are going for jihad, or we are going for here and there, and now we don't leave and make arrangements. So that is totally incorrect and against the teacher of Islam. Yes, go out for propagation, very good. Go out for jihad, very good. But make the necessary provision and arrangements first. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on the voice of the Cape answering all of your questions. Next question, Mufti, did our Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have another wife uh, during the time of being married to uh, Sayyidina Hadija radiallahu anha? Mustafa Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam married Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha when Mustafa alayhi salam was 25 years old and Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha was 40 years old. For 25 years and a little bit more, they were married and there was no other wife. And after she passed away, Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha, then we find the plurality of wives, then we find Nabi alayhi salam had a second wife, third wife, like that. But what Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha, no other wife, she was unique and unique and that is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif Mufti the food is a little salty my husband starts to insult me in front of the children saying it's his money I waste what is my right the only mistake I did was to misjudge the salt Obviously, what the husband is doing is totally incorrect. Almighty Allah Azawajallah teaches us the husband, Surah 4, verse 19, bil ma'roof. Treat your wives with love, with respect, with equity and justice. Ask yourself, husband, that your daughter is married to ABC person, and one day your beloved daughter puts extra salt or less salt or whatever, and now your son-in-law starts swearing and abusing your daughter, what will you say? He will say, excellent donor, and I'll do this. But how come you want to justify it for your wife? So therefore, go and apologize to your wife and buy her a nice gift. And you, wife, you must remember one lesson you learned from this. A hungry man is an angry man. So therefore, he was by a hunger. Now the salt was too much. So now he started blowing his fuses. But what you did, husband, is unacceptable. And it is worse in front of the children. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next question, Mufti. I am 23 and I am a guy suffering from homosexuality, meeting so many Muslim males. Very shocking. I'm confused. What do I do? We get a comment for, from Mufti for this confused brother after this.
Well, we continue now here on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with Q&A on the line. Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain taking your questions on 021-442-3530 and your SMSs on the number 47913. Simply SMSs to the number 47913. A question we posed, Mufti, before the break. It says, Mufti, I am a 23-year-old and I am a guy suffering from homosexuality, meeting so many Muslim males. Very shocking. I'm confused. What do I do? First and foremost, brother, we say Jazakallah khair that you have raised this question because you want a solution. And second issue, brother, is remember never apportion this to Almighty Allah and say that, O oh God and Almighty Allah created me a homosexual. It is people's own weakness that they do these type of things that are unnatural and immoral and absolutely haram. Now what you need to do is the following three things. Number one, make sincere, sincere Toba. Just now there in Cape Town is Maghrib time. After Maghrib, after Isha, cry to all, Mighty Allah, Ya Allah, I have this weakness. You forgive me, O Allah. Second one, sever all ties with your so-called gay friends and your homosexual friends because they're not going to help you. It will just cause more harm. And third thing, which is very important, I'm giving you one reference, Surah to Shuara, Surah to Shuara, chapter number 26, verses 160, 160 to 175. So Surah number 26, the name of the Surah is Shuara, the poets, and verses 160 to 175, read it. See what happened to the people of Lut, oh, how Almighty Allah punished them. Till today the remnants are left there, my brother. The water, it is al-Bahrul Mayyid, the Dead Sea. Nothing can survive there. The land and the sand is an eye-opener. As far as altitude goes, it is the lowest portion on this earth. Allah Ta'ala punish them. If you're going to continue like this and you consider it permissible, you'll be out of the fall of Islam. If you continue like this, remember you become HIV positive, you'll get AIDS, you will destroy yourself. You're a young man, 23 years old. Don't destroy your future. I appeal to you, my brother, from the bottom of my heart. Go with the good people, normal state people. Cut off all ties with the satanic people, with the gays and so forth. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next, uh, the following question is from Afrikaans. It says, Salam, my mind is overleden. The house is overleden under a boodle. Ik uh, is the oudste van allemaal en het nie a blij plek nie. Ek soek raad kan hulle. Did Mufti get that? I get that, I get that. <laughs> it may raad for you as die, that is nie jou heis nie, as for your broers and your sisters and as your ma or your pa of iemand lewe, dan hulle ook kree a bausje daar. So jy moet for your broers and sisters almal say that here is the heis, jy manse dood is ander manse brood, nou almans blij hieso, en ons blij almal mooi saam hieso, jy moet nie bekleid nie. Now, Mufti, a certain couple gave their baby a second name as in a Christian name, but the baby has also its Muslim name. Is this permissible? Definitely not permissible. Remember, you can't say Razi Rahe Rahman be Khush Rahe Shaitan be. You want to please Allah and you want to please the Shaitan. That is unacceptable. We are Muslim. Ya Ayyuhaladina Amanu Dukhulu fi Silmi Kafa. Enter into Islam in its totality. Allah Ta'ala bless you with a wonderful son or daughter. You kept the name Ahmed. You kept the name Fatima. Now you want to keep some non Muslim name just to impress people 
or to appease the Western people. No, you must be proud that Allah gave us the greatest gift, and that is the gift of Islam. Don't feel apologetic, don't feel second class. Shikanda Mufti, I have two sisters-in-law who cannot work or even fast because they are insulin dependent. They have three brothers who are all married. Their parents are no longer alive. Whose responsibility is it to look after the sisters? It is the responsibility of the three brothers. Even though they are married, they must look after their two sisters. And if they do not look after their two sisters, they are guilty of a major, major sin. And then you, the community, uh, you, the community, if you see that the three brothers, no one is interested, then contact the Zakat organizations. And in that way, arrange some funds for the two sisters. Obviously, they are in dire straits because one side, they have financial constraints. Other side, their health is not good. They'll need the medication and so forth. But first, you have to speak to the three brothers, and the responsibility is theirs. Next question, it is a birthday, Mufti. Is it better to make the Hadat the Thursday night as it's Juma or the Friday night? Because it's Saturday, which is right. Which one is right, Mufti? Yeah, first and foremost, we must remember in Islam, there's no real thing, such thing as a birthday. Birthday is a Western concept. It is for self-engrandment. The child who's four, five, six years old, the old man is 60, 70, 80 years old. They want to celebrate. Islam teaches us that we must suppress the desires. And the birthday concept and the Western concept is to inflate the desires. So that's the first thing there. So what you should rather do is this, that you tell people, MashaAllah, my daughter, my son has reached four years old, five years old. Everybody make dua in their own house. They can make a haddad and dua and whatever in their own houses. They don't have to come here to your place and so forth. So in that way, that will be acceptable. Uh, listener says, I am so inspired by greeting the uh, Hujaj that is this return and my heart really longs to go for Hajj. What can I do, Mufti? First and foremost, never become negative, my dear brother. Second one is this, daily you start tonight, Laylatul Jumu'ah, the night of Friday. After the Maghrib Salat and so forth, your Sunnah, you read two rakat special. And say, Ya Allah, from today I'm starting. Every day now I will read two rakat Salat. Ya Allah, you make me min fil Rahman. You make me your guest, Ya Allah. And you read Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 128. 128, Oh Allah, you show me the places of Hajj, of Umrah, whether it's Makkah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa. And forgive us, O oh Allah. We are sinners, we are transgressors. Indeed, O oh Allah, you are all forgiving, very merciful. So, Turakat Salat daily and the Dua daily, Surah 2, verse 128. Insha'Allah, 1435, you will be in Arafat, insha'Allah. Amen, insha'Allah. Next question, Mufti, it says, I'm a young girl with my whole life ahead of me. I fear death very much and I feel like I'm going to die. Can Mufti please uh, tell me what I could do to help this? Also, do people actually get death premonitions? Yeah, there are three questions. Number one is this. We all know one day we are going to die. Till day it is fine. But to become so negative that everything now, we just say, no, I won't do this because I'm going to die. I won't do this because that is wrong. 
That is gulu. You're going to another extreme now. So even you are a girl sister, you are going to get your life ahead of you. Tomorrow you'll get married, you'll become a mother, you'll have your children, all this. So in life, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa told us, call Allah ta'ala, Allah ta'ala says, Ana akunu ala zwanni abdi bi. It's hadith qudsi. I will treat my servant as he is thinks of me. So with Allah, we must remain positive. Say, oh Allah, I know death is inevitable and one day I will die. But I also believe that you are arhamur rahimin. You are the most merciful one to show mercy. So that is how you will go ahead in life. And third one, regarding death premonition and so forth. Yes, it can happen sometimes, but it doesn't happen to everybody. So therefore, don't bring all these waswasa and thoughts in your mind. The shaitan will create havoc with you while you are so young and you don't need that. Shukran indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, 91.3 FM. It's the voice of the Cape and taking your calls on 21 442 and your SMS is on 47913. A few questions within this one SMS. It says, who was the mother of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Are there other sons from another wife after Sayyidina Khadija radiallahu anha? And when did he marry her, Mufti? Okay, yeah, let's answer. Nabi Sallallahu's mother is Sayyida Amina. On that there's consensus. There is no two opinions on that. Second one is the children Nabi Alayhi Salatu Salam had from Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha were four daughters and two sons. And the four daughters are Sayyida Zainab, Sayyida Ruqayya, Sayyida Umme Kulsum. And the youngest daughter and child was Sayyida Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha. And the two sons were Qasim was the first son and Abdullah. Abdullah is also known as Tayyib and Tahir. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married Sayyida Khadija radiallahu anha. When Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa was 25 years old, Sayyida Khadija 40 years old. The marriage was for 25 years, and then Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha passed away. I was there just today, is now Thursday night, Friday. I was there two weeks ago at the graveyard, mashallah. And remember, we go and offer salam to our mother, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha. And if you look properly, you will see the grave in such a way. Sayyidah Khadija is buried, and then Qasim, her son, is buried with her as well. So that is the story of the B. one of his greatest consorts and wives. Shikan indeed. Mufti, probably the last question for this round. It says, I'm married to my wife and she has children from a previous marriage. Whose responsibility is the children, mine or the father's, Mufti? Once you got married to her, then your responsibility is for her. You have to look after your wife and the children from you, your own children. As far as the stepchildren go from her previous husband, he is still alive, he divorced her and so forth. So all those children, the responsibility is on him, the the previous husband. You have no responsibility regarding their education, regarding their food, regarding their clothing. All that responsibility is the previous husband. If you are spending on them, you are just doing a favor, but it is not compulsory upon you to do so. Inshallah. Shikhan, indeed, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, what we're going to do now is great Mufti, inshallah, we will be back with Q&A, having Mufti online at about 25 past 7 for another half hour, inshallah. We're going to break for the walk of Maghrib. We will continue continue with Q&A at about uh, 25 past, between 25 past and half past, inshallah.
Welcome back to the airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape on 91.3 FM. That is, of course, as I said, the, the Voice of the Cape. Still taking your calls on 021 442 That's 021 Or you can simply SMS us to the number 47913 that is 47913 and joining us uh, back online none other than the honorable mufti abdul qadir hussein that will be answering your questions so we will still be running with mufti until just before eight o'clock inshallah now our first question in this one it says i'm married to my wife and she's got children from a previous uh we've asked that one already so mufti, is it right for a husband to be in a room where the maid um being his wife is laying and her face is open people to ziyara can move to please advise is he allowed to be in the same room bismillahir rahmanir rahim when the wife has passed on then for the husband to be there to see the face and all that is totally permissible there is no problem with that according to any of the schools in islam sometimes people think that he can't even see her and all that that's incorrect now, Mufti, how long is uh, the time out for a married couple after an argument that threatens the marriage? My husband wants a couple of months to a year time. Is that acceptable? Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who was, who is, who will always be the only rahmatul alameen, the mercy to the entire creation of all, Mahdi Allah said, La yahillu li muslimin ayyahjura akhahu fawqa thalath. It is not permissible for a Muslim person to sever ties with another person for more than three days. For man hajra fawqa so whosoever severs ties for more than three days for mat and dies, dakhla nar the person enters the fire, the hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So yes, you, the husband, you want one year and six months and all that. Remember that is unreasonable. You need to solve the problem, not run away from the problem. So therefore, one, two days, you tell your wife, let me sort my things out. And the third day, you come back, and then you'll try and move forward. So look at the things you'll agree on, rather than concentrating more on the things you disagree. So start with that, and inshallah, if you are sincere, all Allah will bring the joy and the honeymoon back, inshallah. Both of you should read, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, abundantly. And then read, Rabbana Hablana Min Azwajina Wa Zurriyatina Qurrata Ayun. Surah 25, Surah Furqan, Jebverse 74. O Almighty Allah, grant us as spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. She can indeed our number 021 And of course, the SMS line number 47913. Now, Mufti, when a woman goes to a gynecologist for an internal checkup, does she need a Farud Ghusl? Ghusl is not compulsory upon the lady after an internal checkup. However, if her nature is such, she doesn't feel comfortable, then it's better she takes a ghusl, but it's not compulsory upon her. Next question, Mufti. Why can't the woman go to the masjid with the man when they are getting married? Remember, in Islam, the entire Islam is based on certain principles, and one principle of Islam is haya, shame, and modesty. You know, in the Quran, the word is used one place, and that is regarding the woman walking. Nabi Musa, alayhi salatu salam, left Egypt, and he came to Madian, and then he had the two daughters of Nabi Shuaib, alayhi salam. Nabi Shuaib, alayhi salam, saw his daughters came home very early, 
He sent one of them, go call Musa alayhi salam, see how Allah describes it. فَجَاءَتْهُ إِحْدَاهُمَا تَمْشِي الْأَسْتِحْيَا One of the daughters came walking with haya, shame, modesty, bashfully, even the walk and the gait, G-A-I-T, of a lady, that Allah Ta'ala presents. Now let us take the situation. The man comes to the masjid, and now if the woman says she wants to come, Many a time she will be in a menses. So Islam says, no, you better stay there at home. And in that way there, we don't want to embarrass you and so forth. So it shows every law of Islam, there's great wisdom in it. So therefore, sister, it's best for you to stay at home. And inshallah, the imam, the sheikh will perform the nikah. And thereafter, you and your wife, husband, then you can spend all the time together. Inshallah. Next question, can Mufti please explain the seriousness of my ex-wife changing my child's surname to her name when I'm still alive and providing for my child? Almighty Allah Jalla Wala tells us in Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, verse number 5, Ud'uhum li'abaihim, call them the children by their biological father's name, who are aqsatu in the law that is justice by Almighty Allah. The verse was revealed for adopted children. So people in those days, they used to do what the Western society does nowadays. They adopt the child and they change it to their own surname, which is misleading and deception. So Islam is a religion of justice. No, call their child by the biological father's name. Now, yeah, the husband and wife, they tension, divorce, what have you. Now the wife, to spite the husband, she went to change the name of the child to her surname, her maiden surname. This is haram. Remember, sister, listen to the hadith of Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Manin tasaba ila ghayri Whosoever now makes the nasab, the lineage of the child, not to the biological father, but someone else. So now you're trying to say the father of the child is someone from your family. Then Then Allah's curse, the angel's curse, the people's curse is on that person there. It's absolutely haram to do that. So you must now go back and reverse the situation. Re-register your child on your ex-husband's name. Even if he divorced you, he's still the father. Shukran indeed, our number 021 SMS line number 47913. Now Mufti, when a human being dies, his soul leaves his body, what happens when a jinn die? And what is the procedure of the death of any uh, unseen beings, Mufti? Almighty Allah Jalla Wala tells us, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ I have not created the jinn and the human being, but to worship me, serve me, recognize me. So these are all the translations. And kullu nafsin zaikatul maut, every loving being shall taste death. So when a human being dies, the ruh, the soul, the spirit separates, emanates from the body. So similarly with the jinn as well. Remember that the ruh will separate from the body of the jinn. And then the jinn, if he or she died on iman, then eventually they go to jannah. And if they die on kufr and shirk, then remember all my Allah tells in the Quran, that those who are amal qasitun, fakanu li jahannama hataba, 
that open Surah 72, Surah Jin, and you will find the verses and the answers there. So how human being is mukallaf and has the obligation and responsibility. Similarly, the jinnat also has the responsibility, and all Allah Azza wa Jalla will punish them if they died on kufr and so forth. So open Surah 72, and you will find these verses there. The verse I quoted is Surah 72, verse number 15. Next question says, Mufti, I'm a young wife and mother. What rights do I have? My husband gets miserable for five to ten days at times and verbally abuses me. When I ask him what he wants or what's wrong, but I don't think I can live like this. I'm afraid of disappointing our family and I will never share my son ever. I would never. Mufti? Remember that, sister, you also should not overreact and say, no, I just want divorce and I want to go out of this. No. You are a young couple. Remember, it takes time, some time for the couple to adjust with one another. When your husband is in a good mood and you are totally alone, so speak to him and ask him. Maybe he's having difficulty at work. Maybe the pressure of certain things are troubling him. Now, who does he take it out? He takes it out on the wife. So that's a wrong policy. Husband, you must remember where your problems at work must stay at work. You don't bring it home. And treat your wife like a queen. Treat your wife like a princess. That is what Quran is saying. Wa bil ma'roof. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19. Mustafa Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Khiyarukum khiyarukum li ahlikum wa ana khayrukum li ahli. The best of you are the best of you to your wives and children. I, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best of people to my wives and my children. So that hadith in Mishkan Sharif, so it shows that now you're brooding and being temperamental and moody for five, ten days. Unacceptable, brother. And now your wife is a new wife, one year, two years, few years, you're married, there's an innocent, masum child involved, so how can you throw all that away? So both of you must work on your marriage and make salam, make dua together, smile with one another, give affectionate names to one another, share the utensils, then salalas rechkom, inshallah. Inshallah, shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, my children are learning hafs, and now I'm being accused of robbing my children of their youth. Can Mufti please advise? You must not worry about what people say. We can never please everybody. Our aim in life must be to please Almighty Allah. Your children are not complaining. They are happily going to the Imam, the Sheikh, the Hafiz, the Qari, and you are motivating them. Tonight, my dear mother, tonight, my dear father, what you should do? You, your son, your daughter, who's ever becoming Hafiz, this is mentioned in Tirmidhi, Babu Maja'a fi Hifzil Quran. You want to become a Hafiz. Your son, your daughter want to become a Hafiz. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali radiallahu anhu said, Nasitu ya Rasulallah. I forget very, very quickly. So Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed him, read four rakat salat on Laylatul Jumu'ah, the night of Friday. That's now already in Cape Town also. So after Maghrib, after Isha, whenever it suits you. And then you read Surah Fatiha, first rakat, and then Surah Yasin. Surah Fatiha, second rakat, then Surah Dukhan. Surah Dukhan is chapter 44. It's only four pages. And then third rakat, you read Surah Fatiha, Surah Al-Islam, Mim Sazda. 
and fourth zakat, Surah Fatiha, and you read Surah Tabarak, and did that sequence Nabi alayhi salam mentioned, as mentioned in Tirmidhi. If you do not know the surahs by heart, then out of Salat, look inside the Quran Sharif and read, and Allah will make the hives even easier for your beloved son and daughter. Shukran indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, taking your calls and your SMSs on the number 47913. Now, Mufti, my husband isn't a very affectionate person. I am, uh, and I was not concerned about it at first because he used to be a little affectionate at times. But now it is starting to bother me as he displays no affection. And I always have to almost initiate intercourse as he displays no interest. Any advice on this matter would be appreciated. We get advice from the, uh, for this lady from Mufti after this. Welcome back to the Voice of the Cape ninety one point three FM. Uh, continue taking your calls on zero two one double four two three five three zero, and of course your SMSs on four seven nine one three. Now, Mufti, my husband isn't a very affectionate person. Um, uh, at first, I was not concerned about it uh, because he used to be a little affectionate at times. But now, it is starting to bother me as he displays no affection. Um, I always have uh, to almost initiate intercourse as he displays no interest in advice on this matter would be appreciated. That question we asked Mufti before the break. Mufti? Yes, sister, what you need to do is this. You will have to seduce your husband. For example, you know, wear nice clothes and put nice perfume and so forth because your husband seems to be not too interested. So when he's alone and you must not undermine his authority because that will just break him further, Maybe he feels that now he is, you know, dysfunctional. He's not completely half past six and that maybe quarter past six. So what's happening is this, that he's losing interest in all these type of things. So you should give him that type of food, the dates and what have you. MashaAllah, when we were in Medina Manowara, I had a group of youngsters and all of them with me. We drank the camel milk. So in the bus, I announced you youngsters, MashaAllah, you drank camel milk. Now you can start firing on all cylinders. So if somewhere, inshallah, you can find camel milk and so forth there in Cape Town and surrounding, and you give him, inshallah, that will also, you know, wake him up. And you, brother, you need to give causes, you know, mashallah, you eat, you drink, you have this, and then the last cause is the best cause, intercourse. So you can't be depriving your wife all the time, brother. That is unacceptable. <laughs> Shukran indeed, Mufti. Next question, uh, what does the Quran say about the prehistorical animals, specifically the dinosaurs, and was there people before Nabi Adam, alayhi salam? As far as human beings go, there was no one. Almighty Allah created Nabi Adam salam as the first. Therefore, Almighty Allah says in various places in the Noble Quran, Ya Bani Adama. So, O children of Adam salam. Yes, there were other creations, jinnat and so forth, before Nabi Adam salam, but not human beings. And regarding dinosaurs and all that, remember, explicitly is not mentioned, but the possibility is there. There are thousands of creations, even today, human beings do not know about. You go ask any scientist, professor, person about the Amazon jungle and all that. They haven't discovered even half the things there. So it shows that the possibilities are always there. She can indeed uh, get on to our next question. Um, 
Mufti, I've been married for eight years and my doctor told us I don't have sufficient, about 20% ovarian reserve, uh, that being the eggs left to have a baby. I'm only 35 years and my husband is very sad. Is there a dua to plead to Allah for a gift of a child? I feel like my entire life is a failure as I can't give my husband a child. Mufti? You should not think like that. I'm married, you only 35. I'm married 35 years. So you must remember and know children. Always remember, be positive with Allah. So what you and your husband going to do, write it down or make notes of it, mental notes, three things. Surah 3, verse 38. Surah 3, verse 38. Rabbi habli milladun kazurriyatan tayyibah. Oh Allah, you give me as a gift from your side that Olad and offspring and children that are tayyibah, they are pure, they are pious, they are good. Verily, you are the one who listens to the dua and supplication. Surah 3, Surah Al Imran, verse 38. Second one, Surah 21. Surah 21, Surah Anbiya, the Prophet's Messengers. Verse 89, Oh Allah, don't leave me alone. You are the best one to grant aid, oh Allah. You and your husband abundantly from tonight you start. Astaghfirullah, 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 Rabbi, min kulli min wa tubu Make abundant istighfar. When a person or a couple make istighfar abundantly, yumdidukum biamwal yu wabaneen. Allah will increase your wealth for you. Allah will increase your children for you. So Surah 3, verse 38, Surah 21, verse 89, an abundant istighfar. And inshallah, you don't have to feel your life is crashing. Say your life is starting now, inshallah. Shukran indeed. Now, Mufti, my father has been a revert for many years, but only still believes in the Bible and that Jesus is the Son of God and in the Holy Spirit. Everybody has tried to talk to him, but he says that uh, what we believe is wrong. And he says that no learned imam can teach him anything that are all, all lost and he needs to, uh, before it's too late, please help. We have tried everything. My mom passed away a long time ago. He also does not believe in Hajj, Mufti. Obviously, a person like that by name, he might be thinking he's a Muslim, his name is Ahmed or Muhammad or what have you, but definitely is out of the fold of Islam because he rejects certain pillars of Islam. He entertains kufr belief. So tell him that to be a Muslim, you have to believe in the Quran. So show him these verses, Surah 5, Surah Ma'idah, chapter number 5, and verses number 72, 73, and so forth. So in that way, we all, might Allah speaks about who is Isa, a.s. لَقَدَ كَفَرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا إِنَّ اللَّهُ وَالْمَسِيحُ بْنُ مَرْيَمُ So indeed those people have committed kufr who say that Isa salam, the son of Maryam is God and so forth. So all these verses are clear. And if a person dies like that, all might Allah states, فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةَ وَمَعْوَاهُ النَّارِ Then Allah has made Jannat haram for such people and their resting place is the fire. So this is directly from the Quran, chapter number 5, verses number 72-73, and to reject Hajj and all that. So what you must do, give him the ultimatum, and if he doesn't want to listen, then you as a family must totally boycott him and excommunicate him. 
because remember now he is making a mockery of Islam. She can indeed uh, onto our next question, Mufti. I have a problem with my legs. I can't walk on my own, and I have problems with piles. Every time I make wudu, I have a wind, and it breaks. Can I still make my namaz? If you are such that every time it carries on, the whole time, from the starting time of Salat till the ending time, you know when the work enters, right till the expiry time, then you will be considered as a ma'zur. And then after the time enters, perform the hudu and you read the Salat. Even if the wind and it comes out, no problem, because you'll be considered as ma'zur. But if it's not happening all the time, it just happens occasionally, then you are not a ma'zur. Then remember, you'll have to repeat the hudu, and if you read salat, you'll have to repeat the salat as well. Shukran indeed, Mufti. That then concludes all our questions for this evening. What we're going to do is quickly pay the bills. When we come back, we'll take some beautiful nasikha from Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. At Budget Furniture for All, we supply kitchen cupboards, bedroom furniture, coffee tables, lounge suites, TV units right up to beds, just to name but a few. Factory prices direct to you. Visit Budget Furniture for All in Athlone, Retreat and Mitchell's Plain or call 021-703-3121. Chest of drawers from 379 Rand. Lounge suites from 999 Rand. Beds double base from 999 Rand. Budget Furniture for All. Affordable lifestyle solutions. Now, new store open at Archie Value Center opposite Archie Hypermarket, Archie. Visit us or call us on 021-703-3121. Oh, we are so excited for the function happening this Saturday, 26 October, only at Ratanga Junction. For only 99 Rand, you can join myself, the rest of Tautrafir, and celebrities like Alan the Cargot, known for Kerry, Jody Williams from the Idols, or Mujai George on the ride for the whole day and frequent as many times as we want. Entertainment include Hijab's Casida Band and other Casida Bands, Hijabi fashion shows, which will include a bridal showstopper and brand new designs from local designers such as Precious Rose, Asaliha, Aligan Muslima. Please arrive to the nearest Shatra to check us at the money market counter. Remember to offer the TIS Festival to book your tickets. 99 Rand is the least you will ever pay at Ratanga Junction, as normal rate is a 172 Rand for four rider tickets. Call or WhatsApp Zubaida at 084-982-3001. I repeat, 084-982-3001. Remember, it's this Saturday, two days away, only at Ratanga Junction. Hurry, hurry, hurry. The Voice of the Cape Summer Festival is here again, and this time at a new venue, the Fahis Kral Stadium in Athlone. All corporates are invited to participate in one of the biggest festivals on the calendar, an event that draws more than 50,000 visitors for the weekend. The date? The 5th to the 8th of December 2013. Join us for a weekend of fun, laughter and lots of potential clients for all exhibitors. To book your exhibit space, contact us on 021-442-3507. That's 021-442-3507. The Voice of the Cape Summer Festival from the 5th to the 8th of December 2013. Live from Cape Town, this is The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Well, of course, in the last few minutes of Q&A, and we say big shukran to each and every one.